welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends, on this episode of Where Are You Headed? Where are you headed? How are you leading your team and your ministry as it comes into 2023? Here we are at the end of January as I'm recording this in 2023. And I'm just wondering, have you taken a moment to ask yourself, um, how did this month go? And are we on track for where I believe God is leading us? Do you know where God is leading you? Um, That's what this episode is all about. Um, But before I get into that, if you're struggling with direction, with systems, with healthy team buildings, with leading yourself and your team, I want to encourage you to check out camcoach.net and sign up for a coaching journey. These custom journey, custom built journeys are there for you. We design everyone after a full assessment of where you are as a leader, where your ministry wants to go. We can even involve your senior leader in working with their expectations so that you're achieving all the benchmarks that you need to be successful in ministry. We want you ultimately to grow the kingdom. We want you to disciple your team. We want you to see children being discipled by their families. We want the kingdom to grow. That's what kmccoach.net is all about. And so if you've ever considered, some of you are probably thinking, well, I don't know if I could afford a coaching journey. Well, let me say this. You can't afford not to. Every great leader that has had kingdom impact that has gone ahead of us, all of them, without a shadow of a doubt, have had someone walking beside them, mentoring them, coaching them. I've had a coach and a mentor for years who has helped and guided me, brought out the best of me, helped me get unstuck, helped me to see perspectives that I never thought possible, provided a safe place for me to share, to even vent. KMC Coach is here for you. So check it out. Again, What's at risk if you stay the same and you lead yourself wandering around in circles as well as your team? But let's dive into this topic today about where are you headed? Where's your path taking you? Now, um, I was doing some looking through some notes and, and grabbing some old books off my shelf recently, and I pulled one off from a good friend of mine who's now with the Lord, Craig Jutilla, and He actually asked that question, where are you headed? And so thanks, Craig, for giving me the inspiration today uh, for this podcast, because it ultimately really is uh, something that uh, I've been teaching to some of my my coaching journey students uh, and we're walking through. But I just felt like it was poignant for us today, especially as we're getting into a new year to think about as leaders, where are we headed? Where are we leading the children? Where are we leading our teams You know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says and reminds us very powerfully to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. And in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Sometimes when we're facing opposition, 
Sometimes it's caused by us and the lack of clarity, the lack of trust and leaning in on the spirit, the lack of understanding on our part. Sometimes we just don't know the right course. And so we guess or we pull from somebody else. You know, one of the biggest concerns I have as somebody who's a seasoned veteran in ministry is that there's a lot of done for you stuff out there. There's a lot of leaders always looking for the done for you option. And you know what? Sometimes that's a shortcut. Sometimes it's needed. Sometimes I'll tell my students to lean into some of the stuff that's done for you so that you can put your focus elsewhere. But if you're using it as a crutch instead of doing the work, um, I would offer you some caution flags for that. But that's another podcast. But the whole idea is that God makes our path straight. And I love what Craig does with this word uh, path. He talks about passion, attitude, teamwork, and honor. We're not going to cover all these today, but I do want to talk about passion because I know for a lot of us, we're very passionate about children's ministry. We get riled up and ready to tear people apart when someone calls it child care um, or they disregard what we do as babysitting. Uh, there's a lot of passion in our ministry and passion can be very, very good, but it can also be very, very dangerous. Sometimes our passion pushes people in the opposite direction. Sometimes it pulls people towards us. Do you have the right version of passion for your ministry? And are you careful with directing that passion, focusing that passion? Because you see, when there's ministry work to do, We'll either approach it as boring chores as we've got to do this, or we're going to realize that this is our passion. This is our worship that we get We get to serve God. Notice the difference in the language. We have to do this versus we get to do this. One of my favorite scenes from a movie called The Rookie was about a baseball player who was a, was a baseball player, got injured left the major leagues, went to become a small town baseball coach and school teacher, kind of gave up on his dreams of ever pitching again, but helped these kids. And one of the ways he wanted to motivate his team to build up their passion was to help them realize the fun again in the, and to set some goals. And so he stirred up their passion. And because of that, they went all the way into the state championship. Um, and it was a great story. But at the end, as they won uh, their regional, I believe is what it was, they all handed over a, a baseball signed by each player. And every one of them came up and said, it's your turn, coach. Because they said, if we can make it to this point, then you've got to go try out somewhere. And so he did. And to much of the surprise of scouts and himself, he made it. Uh they, they wanted to talk to him about joining the minor league team. And of course, that's starting at the bottom. And for somebody who's been at the top, who's led, you know, and, and played at high levels to drop to the minors, that's a big drop. And he questioned his passion several times in the movie. He questioned uh, by, by comparing himself to other people. And it was one night where he was ready to quit. 
that the scene shows him wandering around and he sees some lights in the distance. So he wanders over and winds up at a small little league baseball field where there's an evening game playing. And he stands there and he leans out on the outfield fence and he's watching these young boys throwing baseballs back and forth as they're warming up in between innings. And one of the little boys tosses the ball in and turns around and notices him standing there and gives him a big grin and a tip of the hat. And all of a sudden you could see the passion flame reignite inside this guy. And he ends up the next scene walking into the locker room looking at one of his close young friends because he was the old dog in the, in the barn, so to speak. Uh, And he says, Hey Jonesy, do you know what we get to do today? We get to play baseball. His passion was stirred up again. He realized that he had such a great privilege. How many people were dying to even get to his level? You know what, my friend, maybe your passion has been waning lately. Sometimes one of the reasons why we struggle with recruitment is because our passion has waned or our passion is for other things. Sometimes we're so passionate about being organized that we push away those that that, that are more analytical and more structured based. And then sometimes we're so structured and passionate about it that we push away the creatives and the people focused people. Again, find that balance in your passion. Make sure that the work you're doing is the best that you can do and work at it as scripture says in Colossians 3.23, in all the work that you're doing, work the best that you can. Work as if you were doing it for the Lord and not for people. Is your passion God-focused or people-focused? If you're trying to win the praise of other people, if you're trying to become popular, in your church or in your community or in the children's ministry circles, your passion is misguided. I've been asking God recently, just make me a foot washer. I've been struck so many times as I keep going back into scripture and looking how Jesus, his passion for his people and how all he wanted to do is serve them. And that night at the, 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 the Last Supper has hit me so hard this year because I realized in, in many times in my own life how my passion for being known, for finding inner significance was towards people. I wanted people to like me. I wanted people to know my name. And instead, I've just been saying, God, I don't care if anybody else knows my name as long as you know it. And, and God, if I can wash people's feet, if I can serve them, that's all I want to do. Um, I want to do the work that I do the best that I can. And I want to work for the Lord, not for people. I want to make sure that my passion is focused the right way. So I, as you're leading your teams this year, where is your passion? Is it focused on the God-sized goals or man-sized goals? Is it on organization or people? More importantly, are you doing your work for the Lord? Do you get to do children's ministry every Sunday? I recently was talking to a volunteer, and I could tell this person is losing their passion because of how they're leading. 
they shut, they're shutting down. They're getting frustrated very quickly. They've lost their joy. They're getting cynical. They act like this is exhausting all the time. Yeah, ministry is hard. It's always going to be hard. The enemy is opposing us every single weekend, my friends. So yes, it's going to be hard. That's why he says, pull on the whole armor of God and stand. It's not asking you to fight. Just stand. Stand with all the passion you have for your God who loves you, who died for you, who names you one of his own. Keep your focus on him. Let's talk about attitude because our mindset, our attitude is going to determine that level of passion as well. And ultimately, the more we are focused on the right attitude and having the right heartbeat, the more attractive we will be to those around us. Philippians 4.4 4 in the NCV version says, be full of joy in the Lord always. And again, I will say, be full of joy. You know it as rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Is your heart overflowing with joy today? Listen, if you don't have joy in your heart, you're going to repel, not attract. And trust me, people know where the joy is. Used to sing that song with the kids. I've got joy down in my heart, deep, deep down in my heart. J-O-Y, down in my heart, deep, deep down in my heart. Jesus gave it to me and no one can destroy it. I've got joy down in my heart, deep, deep down in my heart. Do you have the joy? Or has the devil put a basket over it and muted it and hid it from you? Maybe you've taken some hits lately. Maybe you're not achieving all the benchmarks that your leader wants you to achieve. Maybe they're not noticing you. Listen, my friend, let the mind of Christ be in you to humble yourself as a servant. It doesn't matter. And I know it's hard and you want that acknowledgement. I did too. I did too. But I finally came to the realization after so many hurts, so much discouragement, that my attitude has to be to serve no matter whether anybody knows my name. I often think that the that lowly servant in the Jewish household where Jesus would often come into and there would always be someone there to wash people's feet as they would come into a house. You never would have welcomed someone in without washing their feet. That's why it was such a big deal what Jesus did that day. But to recline with other people, you didn't want to put their, your dirty feet around them. But the attitude was is that there was a servant there. And that servant, probably most people had no clue who they were. They probably never said thank you. They just assumed that they would be there to wash their feet. Sometimes people are going to drop their children off in our children's ministries, and they just assume we'll always be there. And you know what? Your attitude should be, I'm here to serve. I'm here to wash feet. My, my mindset will determine that level of joy that I bring out and the satisfaction that comes whether anybody knows my name or not. You know, as we do that, our attitudes affect our team and the teamwork that we have. 
And we can always, and we always will be more effective as we work as a team. Lone Rangers just don't work. I wish somebody had gotten in my face in my first five years of ministry and told me that. Tom, don't be a Lone Ranger. Now, back when I started in children's ministry, there weren't networks, there weren't conferences, there wasn't podcasts, there wasn't, there just wasn't any of this kind of stuff that we have today. And, and so I did scratch and claw and write and develop a lot on my own. I didn't have a team to work with at times. I served in some small churches where I was the leader and, and I wasn't paid much. And I had to recruit my team and those people were busy. And I always felt like I was uh, interrupting their time and intruding on their time. And then I started to realize as I got older that what I was asking is for people to step into another level of discipleship with Jesus. And, uh, and, and as you learn in Ecclesiastes, Solomon, the wise man said, two are always better than one. They get more work done by working together. And if one falls, the other can help them up. Listen, my friend, if you don't have someone to walk with you, there's another reason to have a coach along with you or be a part of the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. We're soon going to be launching some other groups uh, that you can join, and they're very cost affordable. The, the only reason why we have a cost to them is so we can keep the mission going. But we do it because we want community and we need to help each other. That was one of the purposes when when Ron Brooks and I started the Kid Ministry Collective way back in 2012 was our scripture really was iron sharpening iron. We needed each other. Ron and I needed each other. We needed a community around us. Teamwork really is does make the dream work, but we can't do it alone. And some of you have to get break out of the lie that the enemy has told you that you are the only one that can and will. You got to release that and let that go. Because again, if you don't, it's going to take you on a path that you really don't want to go on. You'll be all alone. You won't really be a leader because you'll just be by yourself. And a leader has people following, is leading something. Otherwise, you're just out for a walk, as John Maxwell says. The last word that Craig uses is that word honor. Serving in an atmosphere of mutual respect and encouragement makes a ministry so much better. Do you have mutual respect for your teammates? Do you encourage them often? We talk about how we care and support, but I'm talking about a spiritual level. Do you spiritually care for your team? Would they come to you when they're hurting and broken? Think about that one for a moment, because if they don't, what can you do in this next year? What can you and your leadership team, maybe it's you and one other person, maybe it's you and one, three other people, four other people, what can you all do to care for and honor your team? Scripture says in Romans 12, we're to love each other like brothers and sisters. We're to give more honor to others than ourselves. We put each other first. Scripture also tells us as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. What are you doing to honor your team? As you honor the father, you'll honor the team. I want to challenge you as you go into the rest of this first quarter that you make it a priority to put your team on the right path. 
that you help them stir up the passion for the ministry, that you help their attitude realize that we get to serve these children every week. We get to wash these precious children's feet with the gospel. We get to work together as a team to build the kingdom. And we're going to honor each other, meaning we're going to care for each other. We're not going to call off on each other because we honor each other. And if we have to call off, if we can't be there, we're going to honor each other by, by getting a, a substitute or switching with somebody. See, that's what creates this owner mindset in our ministries where people own what they do rather than rent it. Renters don't care about anything. They just trash it and walk out. And I mean, I know people that come into your ministry aren't intending to trash things, but there are some people that just don't care as much. And those are the people we, we want to train and encourage and work on their passion and their attitude and their teamwork so that they have honor for each other and they care for one another, that they put each other first. I really hope that if you have passion and attitude and teamwork and honor this year, you're going to put yourself on a straight path, a clear path. Doesn't mean you're not going to have potholes. Doesn't mean you're going to have bumps. <laughs> Sorry, I had to use my name. Yeah, you're going to have bumps in the road, but you're going to get through them. It's amazing what God can do. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. I hope it's been a blessing to you. I can't wait to bring some more episodes. We've got some great guests lined up. We're going to be talking about Gen Z and how to recruit and how to serve with them. Uh, so if you're a seasoned veteran in ministry, this is going to be a fun discussion. We're even going to, have to do some new things in the Facebook group. So come check it out. And again, if you're going to join the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, please answer all the questions. But here's something else that I want you to do. I want you to, to take a link from our podcast, pick one of your favorite episodes, and share it with another children's ministry leader. Let us know in the comments in the Facebook group that you've shared this podcast with somebody. We might just surprise you with a blessing. Just saying. If there's anything I can do for you, if you'd like to talk about KMC coaching, or if you're hurting and you're struggling with overwhelm and burned out and you need a safe place, check out restoringleaders.org as well. Again, we're here to serve you. I'm Tom Bump. I'm your friend. I'm here to help and serve whatever way I can. God bless you. Thanks for listening. And join me for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.